In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, please be seated. I suspect that most, if not all of you, have been accused of having selective hearing from time to time, whether as children who did not always hear what your mom or dad had to say, as spouses or in other relationships, it's amazing how sometimes we don't always hear what the person says who's standing right next to us. Perhaps it's because we didn't like what they said or how they said it. We just managed to somehow not hear it. Selective hearing tends to get us in trouble. And as we see in our passage today, for a disciple, having selective hearing isn't really an option. Over the past three weeks, we have taken a closer look at what many call the bread of life discourse in John's gospel. We have heard Jesus declare that he is the bread of life, the true bread that comes down from heaven And most recently, last week, we heard Jesus say that unless we eat his flesh and drink his blood, we cannot have eternal life. In response, the disciples say what we hear this morning. This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? Note, this comment doesn't come from the crowds that had been fed at the feeding of the 5,000, who are looking simply for more bread. No, this comment comes from disciples, people that the dictionary would describe as convinced adherents of Jesus and his teachings. These aren't merely fans who have been regular attenders at Jesus' seminars or at his TED Talks. No, they have been following him, seeking to live faithfully and obediently in accordance with his teachings. Regarding discipleship, one theologian says that discipleship in John's gospel is more than a matter of saying the right words or belonging to a particular group. It is a matter of obedience. So now some of these disciples who hear and hearing implying obedience are no longer sure that they want to be disciples. Perhaps some were offended by Jesus proclaiming to be divine and descended from heaven. They knew Jesus' family. They knew that he grew up in Nazareth. He can't possibly have descended from heaven. In response to those, Jesus says, What if you see the Son of Man ascend back to where he was before? Wouldn't that serve as proof that he descended from heaven? Others were perhaps fearful that Jesus was teaching a blatant cannibalism of literally eating flesh and drinking blood. In response to those, Jesus says that without the Spirit, the flesh itself is nothing. This will later be clarified for us in the accounts of the Last Supper, and even week by week here in our great Eucharistic prayer, we clearly beseech God to bless and sanctify with his word and Holy Spirit 
these gifts and creatures of bread and wine. It is the flesh with the Spirit that brings true life. Jesus even continues and says that his words themselves are spirit and bring life. And yet many who had been following him can no longer adhere to this teaching. And selective hearing isn't an option. They can't keep everything else that Jesus has said and neglect this part of it. And so many stop following altogether. As many of those disciples walked away, Jesus turns to the twelve. Do you want to go too? Peter, Andrew, John, and James were the first that we know of to follow Jesus. The first to be asked by this itinerant rabbi to leave everything that they knew behind. To radically change their lives and follow him to learn from him and slowly conform their lives to the teaching of Jesus Christ. Yet I wonder in this moment if there wasn't an awkward pause before Peter finally responds. His words form a threefold confession that we should consider carefully. Peter starts with a bit of a rhetorical question. To whom should we go? He confesses that there is not anyone or anything else that offers what Jesus offers. They could have gone back to their jobs. They could have gone back to fishing. They could have gone back to the scribes and the Pharisees, or they even could have tried another religion. There are plenty of things in our life that promise to make us feel better about ourselves or to give us a sense of purpose and validation. But for these 12 There was nowhere and nothing else to go to. Only Jesus had what they knew they needed. Do you agree with them? Peter continues and says, Jesus, thou hast the words of eternal life. The apostle recognized that this life is not all that there is. The physical flesh alone is destined to to decline and to die. But the spirit-filled bread of life offers something beyond this world. The twelve had partaken enough of Christ's words and had allowed their own lives to be transformed by their relationship with him that they knew that his words were truly life-giving, even if it had cost them everything. What about you? Do you believe that there is something beyond your physical earthly existence? And if so, do you believe that Jesus is the only source for that true life which extends beyond this one to the next? Finally, Peter says, We believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, not a Christ. Not an anointed one, but the one. The fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies, the hope of Israel, and now the hope of all Christianity. Peter confesses that Christ is the Holy One of God, his own Son. As we say in our creeds, Jesus was incarnate by the Holy Virgin Mary in his flesh and conceived yet by the Holy Spirit, fully God fully man.
the Redeemer of the world. Is that your profession of faith as well? In the gospel, those who were following Jesus reached a decision point. Similarly, each of us must decide whether we will continue to strive to be disciples of Jesus or not. There are certainly many other things that Jesus says that are hard to hear and harder yet to live by. Will we remain disciples striving to adhere and abide by the words and the flesh and the spirit of Christ? The confession of the church about Jesus has always been that of Peter, that there is no one else, that Jesus alone gives eternal life, and that he is the Christ, the Messiah. And though we may stumble and fall repeatedly on our journey as disciples, we can take comfort that Peter himself often fell and failed. And yet, like Peter, we should strive to improve our discipleship our knowledge, our understanding, and our acting in accordance with the teachings of Jesus. Like these disciples in the story, you and I are not given the liberty of selective hearing. Rather, as St. Augustine encourages us, we ought to desire Jesus in order that we may have life. We ought, therefore, he says, to devour him with the ear to ruminate on him with the mind, and to digest him by faith. Some of you may yet to decide that following Jesus and his words is a hard saying. Who can hear it? But my hope and prayer for you, for me, and for this church, is that we would make Peter's confession fully our own and that we would evermore press into and seek to live a faithful, obedient life as disciples more and more fully. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.